Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. It's hump day, everybody. We're all getting over the hump together. Let's get your hump on. The Colleen and Bradley Show, MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, Bradley, you brought uh, an interesting story that I had not heard uh, that may or may not be a commentary on the future of reality TV. Yes, thank you um, for asking. So I have this story that I want to share with you, and it's it's actually comes from Australia, uh, Australia, and I don't know to what extent it will affect anything in this country, but I do feel like there is a reckoning coming when it uh, deals with reality television. Let me tell you a little bit about this case. So there's a lady. uh, Her name is, what's her name? Uh, Ms. Prince. That's her last name. And uh, I'll get it here in just a moment. Nicole. Okay, so Nicole Prince, she was on this Australian reality show, and it's called House Rules. Now, I don't know this show. I don't know that we have one here. Basically, they renovate a house. Teams renovate a house. Ultimately, they get scores from a panel of judges. So she was on this show, and she claims that she was the butt of a bunch of jokes. She was bullied. Um, Let me give you the exact verbiage here. Harassed and bullied during the filming, and this took place back in 2016-17. She said it was not only condoned by the producer, but it was aggravated, even encouraged by them. And she alleged that... Um, they were put up in like a shabby motel room, isolated from other contestants. They were physically assaulted at one point. And then, so in addition to in the moment experiences that were less than ideal, she talks about when the episode actually, the footage aired months later, it was selectively edited and she and her partner were portrayed as bullies. And she goes on to talk about the ramifications of that. I am no longer offered interviews for jobs and work. I feel devastated and worthless about the loss of my career and working life. After my episode aired, I wanted to kill myself, and I started drinking more alcohol in an attempt to self-medicate my injury. So she claimed that she was injured on the job. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I, anybody else listening whose job is you know, working for a major corporation... If you fell down a flight of stairs, presumably there would be some liability there on the part of the company to do their best to take care of you as the result of an injury that you acquired while on the job. Right. Well, because this was a reality show, the company behind uh, the reality show was like, yeah, you're not an employee, Nicole. You're actually just a contestant on this contest. So we don't owe you a duty of care. That's what it's called, you know, legally. We don't owe you any duty of care. You're not an employee of ours. If you were an employee of ours, like a producer on the show, and something happened to you, sure, then you might have a claim, but you don't. Well, the reason we're talking about this case now is because in Australia, there is a uh, an institution, and the name of that institution is 
something dobbity blue blibbity blob board australia's um it doesn't matter i will get it to you when I see it. Anyway, they have a commission okay. that it was set up to look at claims like this. And the commission ruled, in fact, she was an employee. She should be treated as such and therefore is entitled to compensation. Therefore, the company behind this show uh, is responsible for paying her damages because they believed she was an employee. The company had a duty of care and therefore uh, she was a victim and therefore owed wages was she, or compensation. I was she say. paid while she was doing the show? They got like a stipend. Okay. Um, you know, like a, a, a nominal fee mm-hmm. and then some additional money for like expenses. Like some sort of like living wage plus expenses. But I, I can tell you, um, I have been in that position myself, like where somebody goes, we want you to do this thing for us. We will give you a stipend. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, and we will cover your travel expenses, but you have to, you know, you're not, you're not like you're a contractor. You're signing away all your rights. You're basically an independent contractor, right? So that ruling could have huge impact on reality television in Australia then, because presumably anybody that feels like they had a damage claim while they were filming a reality show could go before this tribunal, this commission in, I think it's New South Wales in Australia would be awarded uh, damages. And I just, that whole story made me think about the countless thousands of people now who've been on reality TV show in this country and other countries, probably tens of thousands, Mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands, Mm -hmm. who um, have really not had a place to go to be compensated for what we know is like a ruthless part of uh, the entertainment industry. You know, it's interesting because, um, well, first of all, it's uh, you almost feel like they, uh, how are they not safeguarding themselves against that type of thing when they're, you know, the way that reality shows manufacture drama is questionable, right? Like, you know that a lot of what you're seeing on the screen is being perpetuated off the screen mm-hmm. by producers, by who knows what. So some of the drama, especially like on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, we've heard stories about that, about how the producers help manipulate the situation because they get bonuses based on the behaviors that they are able to elicit from their, from, you know, the, the, the reality show contestants or mm-hmm. participants. So you would think that the production companies would safeguard themselves, at least contractually, against that stuff. And so it's surprising that this it was able to get this far. But I also think about, you know, how they cover their butts. You know that they have, I mean, we've heard this from people like Kat Perkins, who we know who was on The Voice, or Kirk DeWitt, who was on The Bachelor at The Bachelor. The Bachelor at, in Paradise. Ba- yeah. Bachelor Nation. Um, that they have like a therapist on staff on set for the contestants but to what end does, does that kind of aftercare continue mm-hmm. after they've been pulled through you know this reality and i put that in loose quotes this reality tv experience which is anything but real where they're being manipulated for our entertainment so when i look at reality tv what's the first thing you always say about reality tv anybody who watches it for any length of time nothing is real and everyone smokes yes basically there mm-hmm. it's not reality it's television. not real it's it's the antithesis of reality television mm-hmm. 
there was like maybe one or two shows that ever claimed to have any form of reality. One of them being real world. Yeah. The very early, early, early. I was going to say for about the first season or two. Yeah. And then things got, uh, you know, drunk, very well drunk (laughs) at the behest of producers. Right. So what you have is, and this is why reality television became so successful, right? Because low production value. Mm -hmm. These are not actors. You do not have to pay them the same way. Writers are, they are still writing, they are still producing, but they're not doing it in the traditional way, so you don't have to pay them in the traditional way. So you still have what amounts to, I mean, even a show like The Hills or over in the UK, I'm thinking of, uh, what's that show? Jordy Shore? Way is, no, the, or the Only Way That's is like a reality show, but like yeah. The Only Way is Essex, where it's like a reality show, but it is completely the same as any other scripted television show, minus a few key ingredients. And that's how, you know, entertainment companies have been able to get around this, uh, you know, what, which frankly, and I don't mean to take us too far off track, this is just an illustration of the world in general. Right. Like the things that we used to, think were necessary to produce good quality content are kind of out the window, whether it's like having editors, copywriters, people whose job it is to make sure we're telling the truth and saying the right things and all of that stuff. The same is true in reality television. We're cutting corners to save costs because the costs have increased and people want, you know, this content. So they create this whole genre of reality television that lowers the cost. But in the same way, it also takes away um, sort of the integrity of the people doing the work in insofar as actors are concerned, because these are essentially actors, right? right. The people in reality shows are acting. Um, They're playing a part and they are doing what somebody on a scripted series would normally have to be paid, paid uh, union wages for. Right. And now you have this army of reality television people that are banking on. Hopefully the best they will do is maybe get, some lucrative side gigs as a result of having their face, you know, before a, a wide audience. They're essentially being paid in fame. So, you know, which is not guaranteed. No, not yeah. at all. But it's, you know, the promise of the possibility of fame is what entices people to do something like that and not get paid well. It's the notion that on the other side of this, you will have had this under your belt. People might recognize you. You can tease that out into something. I mean, mm-hmm. look at the Snookies of the world. You know, she's making serious bank. But when she signed on to do Jersey Shore, she was just, you know, a teeny tiny little Jersey girl. But she's been able to tease it out. But she is but a well, I was gonna small say- number of, you know, all of the reality participants so you have you know for every snooki there's a hundred other people who had their lives damaged and mm-hmm. or severely affected by the way they were portrayed in social uh or in on reality television which means that you know the production companies and the people behind the reality shows are banking that you know you will think like oh you could you too can be a snooki but you're probably not going to be a snooki what you're probably going to you know the best that you could hope for is that you you can have some kind of like lucrative side gig like maybe you'll become an Instagram influencer mm-hmm. or you'll get a YouTube channel or something but that's dependent on you um and then you know think about all the people uh on reality shows even like Snooky okay so she goes off and has her own career ultimately though they still own her mm-hmm. insofar as the thing that made her famous they completely control so even if she makes 
a bigger name for herself, the company that you know invested in her will continue to make money off her as her fame grows because yeah. she will she will not own the rights, for example, to her role on MTV. So whenever that show you know, takes off or has DVD sales or whatever. She's mm-hmm. not going to see a part of that. Right. Oh, man. I mean, if nothing else, this this story of this uh, reality show participant in Australia says a lot about kind of the nature and future of, of reality TV. Um, and it really could change the entire face of reality TV if they're not paying attention to how they are compensating and and, you know, what that means mm-hmm. for those contestants. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese has brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. I have it with me, my friends. Nice to see you this afternoon. And nice also to see you. you. So, um, a little family affair for Caitlyn Jenner's 70th birthday. Oh, my word. 70. Kylie Jenner threw oh a dinner word. party. She's yeah. getting up there, oh that 70-year-old lady. I just, you know, other people aging. It just yeah. tells you how old you are. That's what happens. When other people age, so do you. Exactly. So, um, Caitlin turned 70 on Monday, celebrated last night at Nobu in Malibu with an intimate group of family and friends. That and whole family loves their Nobu. Everybody loves the Nobu. I went to a rehearsal dinner at that Nobu. It's a good time. I'm sure. Very it's, good. Gucci. So Kylie Jenner, um, who is, uh, of course, the youngest child of Caitlyn and Kris Jenner, um, documented the evening on her Instagram story and said, thank you, Nobu, for setting this up. I set up the cutest little dinner for my dad, got here early to make sure it's good, and it all looked really great. So here's who was there. Kendall Jenner, Kim Kardashian West, and Kourtney Kardashian. Oh, wow. Brandon Jenner and his pregnant girlfriend, and then Caitlyn's close friends, Sophia Hutchins. Apparently, Brody Jenner is in Australia, and Khloe Kardashian said that she'd been shooting a commercial all day. But now, it's kind of I interesting that, that Kim and Courtney were there. It is. And I did some fences. I had read somewhere that um, that Caitlin and Chloe can't even be in the, in same, the same room, room. together. Yeah. Well, so we, that's interesting. To I me. will say, I mean, even from the interviews that we did, who did she do an interview with? Uh, mm. Diane Chloe. Sawyer. Oh, uh, because okay. there was an interview where she talked about it and you could tell like that's that's just a relationship that's struggling. Yeah. I think it probably struggled before maybe too. I, maybe they were really close. Well, they actually. were really close. Yeah. I mean, so that was the now thing that, that kind of came out right. in the Diane Sawyer interview was that um, Chloe especially was because she was so young. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. When her father when her died, Robert Kardashian died. Yep. That um, that 
that Caitlin, then uh, Bruce, then Bruce right. really was that father role for yeah. her. Yeah. And that they had a really close relationship, but this was really hard on her. The transition or the, the transition. way that Caitlin talked about All of Chris. the above. Yeah. Because for the others, I think it was how Caitlin talked about yeah. Chris was what really made them mad. Yeah. And I think that I thought that was fair. Because I kind of felt like... Of course you're going to be defensive about your mom. Yeah, I thought that was fair. And I thought the stuff that Caitlin was saying was was kind of like... Unnecessarily cruel. About Chris. Yeah. And you can... Whatever. It's not like Chris Jenner is wearing a halo or anything like that. But at the same time, I mean, that's a hard transition for anyone. Right. And so it's fair for Chris Jenner to have some like not great feelings about the fact that her husband is... They're divorcing and he's always felt that he was a woman and so it's a very that's a hard thing right right you can have empathy and compassion for that you totally can yeah there you go kevin hart uh shared a video from his recovery after his car accident saying my world was forever changed and said don't take today for granted because tomorrow is not promised so um he shared this video documenting this grueling recovering process that he's been doing following this accident he's gonna have like chronic pain forever yeah that's real deal stuff he said, basically, what you realize is that you're not in control. No matter how much you think you're in control, you're not in control. At the end of the day, it can all be over. I mean, that's a really big lesson to learn, and that's a crappy way to learn it. It is, but I do kind of think for somebody like Kevin Hart, who has so much celebrity and fame and money, that learning that was probably more valuable. Like, it was priceless, the lesson yeah. oh, sure. of how he'll be able to live his life mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. Jim Edmonds admitting that the Megan Edmonds drama spiraled out of control and hoping to get back to private life. Yeah, guys, you kind of got real out of control with your split, as most people do when they're on The Real Housewives. Well, yeah, well one to you if you think you're going to be on that franchise and not have your stuff. in the And then also have little children. He said the last couple of years have been rough on my wife and me for many years. Many reasons. Marriage is difficult, but add three small children under three, two adolescent children, two adult children building a house and two busy, hardworking spouses in the stress of living our lives in the public eye. At times we're exhausted and feel our life has become one of distrust, kids, work, house, sleep, and repeat. You know, it is on a smaller scale, something a lot of people can relate to. Absolutely. Having little kids is no joke. It is a stress on a relationship. That's why I always laugh when people say we had a baby to try to save the marriage. Yeah, you're I like, don't, that's a surefire way to make it. Like, you know what doesn't make your marriage better? Mm-hmm. Having a baby. Mm-hmm. Here's a newsflash. And this yeah. is just straight talking. Yeah. It doesn't. Nope. <laughs> it brings a lot of great things yes. and a lot of joy. Absolutely. But in that time, is it going to make things better? No. Oh, you have to. No. You have to go into that uh, season of life pretty darn strong. And then no, mm-hmm. it's probably going to take a little dip. Yeah. And then we're going to get back in the yeah, game. Exactly. Right. It's true. I know. Here's an interesting headline. It just popped up. Bill Murray lands a job at the PF Chang's in the Atlanta mm. airport. I just secretly I love this story. On. He said, I did fill out an application at P.F. Chang's at the Atlanta airport because I think that's one of the great places. And he just wanted to work there. He was taken by how happy the employees seemed to be at the chain. Now, I don't know how anyone can be happy in the Atlanta airport. It's a horrendous airport. It's the worst airport. Well, the worst is O'Hare. O'Hare is so bad. I was just in O'Hare on Sunday. And I was pretty bad. I was like, how, how do you people even survive? There were buckets lined with plastic bags everywhere you know hair water leaking through the ceiling because it had rained on saturday when i was there on sunday and it was low ceilings when we got back into msp international i said praise the lord almighty i'm never leaving this town i love this place so much (laughs) 
going to go to the airport. We are lucky. We, we don't do even realize how airport. great no, our No, you is. don't realize no. it. And then when you fly somewhere else and you get into their dingy, sopping mm-hmm. ceiling yep. airport, you're thinking, yikes. We have it so good. So I think Bill Murray should apply for an airport job here. Yeah. Because this is the best airport. Um, He did... When the restaurant got wind of Murray's application, P.F. Chang's announced that he got the job. They tweeted, Bill, you're hired. When can you start? I, you could pin, like, really actually going to, like, maybe do he'll some do, time Maybe he'll counter. do work. Okay, if you could think of one, like, you know, chain place that you would think would be really fun to work at, that people are really happy, where would it be? Oh, man. Okay, I always I'm think people happy are Culver's. Whenever I go to Culver's, it seems I like do love Culver's. they're and so you'd happy. Get to, you'd get to scoop up that. That custard, custard and yeah. deliver that How custard. How could you to not be happy? At and they have at they have a lot of space between the registers and like where the food comes out. Like it doesn't feel like it's so cramped. I they think do Culver's, have a lot of space actually. You're and it's absolutely blue right. and white and airy in there. I would might I might go Culver's. I always feel like people are chipper at the Cheesecake Factory too. Okay, Caribou. People are happy at Caribou. Mm, you would get tons true. of coffee and you smell coffee all mm-hmm. day. But that, then I think you'd grow to hate it. I don't know. I worked in a I coffee shop in, in high school. I liked it. I hated baked goods for a long time seriously that's oh, a yeah. gift i know <laughs> trust me can i just i do just want to go on record and say i hope that bill murray does at least one shift be great at the pf changs because i really want to see this thing go all the way through i gotta go get those lettuce wraps again soon oh those are good i haven't been to a pf changs in a long time i don't know that I... i've ever been to a pf oh Chang's? gosh i remember when it was like super mm-hmm. hot to go to one mm-hmm. the one at southdale yeah is the one at southdale is, still the, i southdale? believe so yeah yeah. I mean, I was there probably a couple of years ago, but those lettuce wraps, they're no joke. They're real good. I know. They are really good. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of loaded with stuff, like a lot of salt. Yeah, you know. Kate Middleton <laughs> is advising Meghan Markle that every royal goes through a bad patch. But she has to learn mm. from her mistakes yeah, and move rough. on. I know. Kate Middleton, she has every this. royal goes through like, a rough really, patch. Girl, it's so hard for Put you. Put your crown on and be quiet. Yes. That's why I buffered it with the um, Bill Murray. Thank yes, you. Thank yeah, you. Story. I appreciate thank you. <laughs> He's every every man. He totally. That was good. Guys. Elizabeth Reese, thank you so much. We need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds. Five pop culture questions. If you get them all right, you'll win a prize on My Talk 1071. you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions if you get them all right you'll win a prize we do it every day at 12 30 on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer and this is your 30 second pop culture challenge 30 second pop culture challenge who is on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Katie on the line. And what is Katie playing for? A big fat one of these. A My Talk 1071 movie swag bag. Okay, honey, ready to play the 30 second pop culture challenge? I'm ready. Good. Timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Scott Disick is the former boyfriend of which Kardashian Jenner? Ew. Um. I don't know the Kardashians very well. Um. Uh, I don't know, Pop. Flavor Town is a catchphrase from what food celebrity? Um, the one with the spiky hair. Ah, ah, ah. Oh my gosh, I'm really bad today. What is oh. the What is the location of the first show in the Real Housewives franchise? New York. No. 
It's okay it's because okay, you can play again. We do it every day at 1230. There's always another chance for the 30-second pop culture challenge. Let's answer all the questions. Okay, so Scott Disick is the former boyfriend of... Courtney. Flavortown is a catchphrase of... Guy Fieri. What is the location of the first Real Housewives franchise? Orange County. And who played the title role in the movie Beetlejuice? Michael Keaton. Which game show featured the showcase showdown? The Price is Right. Features, I should say, because it's still still on the air. Now that we've answered all those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Hot celebrity gossip for Colleen and Bradley. Here is your first blind item. This A-list couple from two different parts of the performing world only spend a couple of months together a year as it is. The new gig by the husband in the relationship is going to reduce that time together (sighs) even more. Except for Christmas, the only time they really spend together are the nights before and of red carpet events. Chonus. Ew. Oh. I was going to say Kim and Kanye. Oh. This is confirmed, so we know who this is. Oh. The only reason I hesitated on Chonus was because it's A-list, and I, w- I don't know that I would really call them quite... I don't know that I would call them quite... I guess maybe they are. I don't know. Anyway, that was my one hesitation. But it's not them, so it doesn't matter. Moving on. Who else could this be? An A-list couple from different corners. Parts of the performing world. And the new gig, I thought, was The Voice. Or the... Is it The Voice? No. It's not The Voice. No, No, I mean, I know it's not, but isn't Nick Jonas's new... Correct. Mm -hmm. The Voice? Yes. Okay. So... Okay. Two different parts of the performing world. And the husband part of that is going to be taking on another project. Well, you know, he's just busy. He's on the road, so to speak. He's on the road. Mm -hmm. Is he a musician? Okay. Is she... And They are married? Yes. Okay. Is it like Bieber? No. And And the wife part, is she like an actress? Yes. Okay. And they're together and allegedly they really love each other. You know, they've gone through some rough patches in their relationship. But for the most part, you would think that this couple is pretty much together. Okay. Uh, the man in the relationship likes to do some interesting things with his hairstyles. Like flat iron. Oh, oh Keith Nicole Urban. and Keith. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Say it isn't so okay. Oh my gosh. So Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban really only spend about a couple months together each year. And uh, Keith Urban, he has a new gig. I'm assuming that he's going on tour. He might be doing something else. Mm. I'm not a, I don't know what you call a Keith Urban super fan, but Urbanite. An Urbanite, yes. Uh, but except Urbaniac. for. <laughs> yes, except for Christmas. The only time that Nicole and Keith spend time together are the nights before and of red carpet events. Well, I don't believe that they actually, either one of them has um, gentles. I think they are just like kind of like Barbie dolls and they just like, you know, go to their recharging ports at the end of each day. That's really interesting. Carry the lead. I do think they're slightly robotic. I'm sort of with you on that. I don't feel any like genuine affection between the two of them. 
I don't disagree with you. I've always been curious about, you know, what makes them tick. Yeah. And talk for that matter. Another celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve. Here we go. Okay. You have to realize that this former A-plus list hated reality star used to be involved with the underage loving slash woman beating porn producer who is a fugitive from his own country. Wow, that sounds like fun. What? Moving on. There's more. She used to be a threesome slash coke partner. Oh, my God. And if he had brought home the very underage foreign-born actress, our former reality star would have said exactly what she said on social media. This is so much. Okay, there's a lot happening so there. I, three people involved in okay. this blind item. There is the former A-plus list, hated reality star. There is a person she used to be involved with who is a underage loving slash woman-beating porn producer. Oh. And then there is a very... Underage foreign born actress. Is this Paris Hilton? Okay, so Paris Hilton and then the porn producer. I don't know. Should I know who that is? Should well, we know who that is, relatively speaking? Yeah, relatively speaking. This person, I believe, lives in Mexico. He has had some mm. trouble with the law. Bilzerian? Or, Bolero, uh, or no, who's the guy? Is it the Girls Gone Wild guy? Yeah, Joe Francis. Oh, Joe yes. Francis. Okay. Not mm-hmm. the guy with the beard who yeah. likes to take pictures with guns and yeah. barely. Yeah. Another D bag. Yep. Uh, okay, so that guy, Joe Francis. And then are we looking for an underage foreign born actress? Yes. And would how readily would we know her? Uh, she is in a very popular TV show that's on a streaming network. She's about 15 years old. Oh, from Stranger Things? Yeah, what's her name? Millie Bobby Brown. Oh. Okay, so read all those parts together, please. All right, so you have to realize that Paris Hilton used to be involved with Girls Gone Wild head honcho Joe Francis back in the day. Paris Hilton used to be a threesome and coke partner with Joe, and if Joe Francis had brought home Millie Bobby Brown... Paris Hilton would have said exactly what she said on social media. Paris Hilton calling Millie Bobby Brown hot on social media. Okay, so I'm so confused. Why? Is this saying that... Saying that Paris Hilton would have doubled down and her ex, her saying that Millie Bobby Brown was hot on social media is par for the course for Paris Hilton because she used to be involved with threesomes with Joe Francis of people of questionable age. Oh, that's okay, but not Millie Bobby Brown. No, not, so we're no. just we're just like the story casting aspersions on her by default. Well, so the, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is not involved no. in the inner okay. yeah. circle of this. But the story comes from the headlines that Paris Hilton called Millie Bobby Brown hot, Got it. and people are not happy about it, including actress Evan Rachel Wood, who called up Paris Hilton for her comments on social media. Mm. So the blind guy is a child. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. yeah. So what the blind item is saying is that, well, Paris Hilton would have said she that She thinks that's anyways. perfectly normal then because, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she's been involved in that kind of stuff. Mm, maybe, oh, you know, little wow. Go- little gossip here. That's nasty. That's little nasty. Little gossip there. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, do we have a palate cleanser or anything like, like that? Like some sherbet. Pop culture sherbet. An Andy's mint. Sure. A whiff of coffee beans. This former A-plus list mostly movie actor who has an equally famous wife recently changed his trust to include a child he has never before acknowledged. 
His wife has no idea about the child or the change in the trust. Now, there are two people that the comments section on crazydaysandnights.net are pointing to. I mean, the only reason I would say the following. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The following name is because this has happened before is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, uh, all right. So not Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Uh, so two people... Uh, and they're famous. They're in a power couple. Okay. They're both. Tom Hanks? No. Okay. Is it Jay-Z and Beyonce? No. Uh, older. Think older. Are they in their actors? Mostly yes. movie actor. Mostly movie actor. Well, the A-plus lister. Um, is. The A-plus lister, if you're considering both people, one of them is in their 80s. One of them is in their 70s. Oh, power couple. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas. That's one of them. Mm. Another one is a guy who used to be really big in the 70s and in the 80s, and he was notorious for getting around town with a lot of ladies. Warren Beatty and Annette Benning. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. See, interesting. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, you guys, the ABCs have been revised. Uh, yep. Ruined the alphabet mean? song has gone through a revision. We're going to listen to it and decide whether it was necessary. Spoiler alert. Probably not. After Man. this on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk one Oh seven one. The alphabet song has gone through a revision. Uh, and we're going to taste test that and see if we think it was A, necessary, or B, any good on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Uh, now, you may not have noticed how difficult one particular part of the alphabet song is. You know, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Diff- I mean, it's literally one of the first things we learned. What's yeah. so difficult? H, I, J, K. It's this part right here. L-M-N-O-P. Apparently, the L-M-N-O-P portion of the performance was very confusing for young people. And uh, in an effort to clarify and give each letter its due, uh, a group called Dream English has revised the alphabet song, the beloved alphabet song, to create some... Space in between the letters L, M, N, O, and P. Apparently, kids would maybe get to that part and instead of saying L, M, N, O, P, they would say things like M, N, M, O, P or L, 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 P. Okay, so I need to know though, has that caused a lack of. Like reading, like Mm -hmm. is this illiteracy causing? Really good question. The answer is no. Causing causing illiteracy? Uh, No, Uh, hundred percent of the time, kids will at some point grow into the understanding that 
M-N-N-M-P is L-M-N-O-P. I mean, to be fair, we could just restructure the word strawberries because when I was growing up, I said yuppercies. What? Yeah, like my mom said, when you were little, you would say yuppercies instead of strawberries. Oh, that's cute. You know, because I I don't know if you've met children lately. That's what they do until they learn otherwise. But they didn't need to change the letter arrangement in the word strawberries to accommodate accommodate your pronunciation. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, but you know what? Dream English has gone ahead with this. And I would like to premiere for you on the Colleen and Bradley show. (laughs) Premiere. The brand new alphabet song. Drop it. C, D, E, F, G. Seems the same. H, I, J, K, L, M, N. What? O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. No, why no. does W get all that time? No, it's, it's yes, like, good question, because there's two of them. I don't know. W X Y no, no that is dude. dumb. The thing that's a problem about a, it is B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q. The problem is, if you revise the L M N O P part, it screws up the whole rest of the song. Yeah. Like it never gets back on track. It's very uncomfortable. It's incredibly it upsetting. It's like communism, frankly. <laughs> Like, if communism were a song, that's what it would sound like. Okay, now that you just heard it that way, uh-huh. without listening to it, I'd like for you to recreate Okay. That. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L... What? Wait. A, B, C, D, E, F, G... Oh, look, he changed for H, fun. H, I, J, K, L, M, N... No, no, that's not right. (laughs) It's terrible. I don't know what they're doing, but whatever they're doing is magic and it's crap. So it's magic crap. Yeah, it's magic. The crap ring. Let's listen to it (laughs) one more time so that everybody can be very uncomfortable. I don't even know what they did now. It's just unnecessary. Yeah. You're giving W way too much credit. No, W gets way too much time. Like nobody uses W anyway. Maybe we need to throw an extra letter in there. And just to like make v, it all even, v, Steven. W, X, Y, Z. Nobody uses those. I feel like that about T and U. I got to tell you that. You did? T. S, T. Fill in the blank. U. Yeah. I think that alphabet's an F. Oh. Yeah. That you were going to insert. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Huh? Um, I'm telling you, though, uh, the internet don't like it. First well, of all, obvi- it's, so, it's obvious. so obvious. That song, by the way, uh, that was put together by uh, Dream. What was it called again? Dream English. Dream More English. Like Nightmare English. Yeah, right. Um, they, they wrote that in 2012. But somebody tweeted about it, and of course it gained steam because 2019, Yeah, that's what happens. And the internet is 
about as upset about it as we are. Yeah, it's just, I mean, good luck to you. I mean, I guess like you could task everyone with coming up with a. I I just also the initial premise seems highly suspect to me. Like no. I've never in my years because you know there are times when you're like, remember when we learned that thing and that thing didn't make sense or like it's kind of right. Marzy dotes and dozy dotes and, and little lambsy ivy. I used to say marzy dotes. Yeah. Dozy dotes. Yeah. And little lambsy divey. Yeah. I thought that was just like nonsense words. Do you know that? Time? What is that? <gasps> marzy dotes and dozy dotes. So lambsy divey, a kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? I think it's so supposed it's, to sound like nonsense. Mares eat oats. And, and does eat oats. And, and little, little lambs eat ivy. A kid elite ivy that's a baby goat not a not a child a kid elite ivy too wouldn't, wouldn't you? you or won't you hmm. okay you don't know that one Mares eat up to nose eat up to lambs eat ivy a kid elite ivy too but it's also like on three's company i thought it was daranaranevoo my the point here is that no child gets to adulthood and thinks wow they left L M N O P. I thought out it was Lemon Yeah, out of the alphabet song. How about nobody does it? No, I always please. say that. I say that about potty training too. No child goes into first grade without knowing how to go potty. But then you have it's those just the way it is. Moments of discovery where you're like, oh, L M N O P. Yeah, but I yeah. presume most kids have that experience at about the age of five or six. Yeah. Versus, you know, like 35. Like yeah. maybe there was a listener out there who just got it. I doubt it. But it's not Lemon Opie. I always thought it was MNNOP. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, I'm having some math problems. Oh, um, okay. Are we doing math now? My kids. Okay. Uh, no, we're not doing math because we do it wrong. Okay. As it turns out. Get my pencil. Well, no, don't. Because oh, you oh. can't do the math. I oh, promise. Okay. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.